Welcome to my brand new podcast, which launched in January of 2021 called Talking with Ted. I'm Ted. This is a podcast I have started while I'm in college in which I hope to have a diverse and original guest each episode. Today, my guest is someone who has been a stud student D1 athlete, all-state dream team high school athlete, business owner, finance major, and someone who I consider to be one of the most positive looking and most understanding of people that I've ever met, mainly because he recently witnessed a life-changing near-death experience that has forever changed him, although it hasn't changed his positivity or his attitude. He's an absolute great guy, and I'm happy he is here. But before I introduce him, I would like to tell you about two other podcasts I am a part of. First, I will continue to work with Jake Ryquist, the True Critic, to continue the True Critic podcast during 2021, in which he analyzes movies and has on special guests to review films, make their top lists, compare favorite directors, and much more. Also, Jake Ryquist and I are teaming up with Josh Slayton, another great friend of ours, to bring a new podcast which has started in 2021 called Did I Stutter, where we talk exclusively on our favorite show of all time, The Office. We will go in-depth on our favorite episodes, favorite characters, best quotes, and best moments. Be sure to check out Did I Stutter and the True Critic Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now, as I said earlier, my guest today is a business owner, former athlete, and all around just a great guy, not to mention he is a great friend of mine. I am currently sitting here with Josh Slayton. Teddy, how are we? <laughs> we are great. Good. Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, how's, how's your day been so far? It's, it's pretty early in the morning. It's been pretty good. Woke yeah. up early, got my stuff done. Yeah. Ready to do this podcast. Happy new year, by the way. Happy new year. Happy new year. Ready for a good one. Yeah. It's hopefully it's, uh, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> it's going to be a lot better than uh, 2020, which was uh, a rough year. Oh yeah. Rough for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We, we started out the year, uh, there was the Australian fires and then, uh, world war three almost broke out. Of course, COVID was the was That's, the big one you can't forget that one yep uh there was the uh the uh black lives matter movement and then uh, uh the election the election wasn't anything good see 2020 for me started off so unbelievably bad that now it's it's looking to be a solid year for me definitely better <laughs> than the end of 2019 yeah and we'll get to that later down the road but i want to talk to you uh i think that you have a, an interesting take on the election and, and what had happened um i know we were talking before the election happened um you don't necessarily have to say what party you align with but i think it was important you you got into the fact that uh you know at the end of the day whoever's president will not be president forever you know the the, the peace will come about and it's actually just good to get the election over with yep yep i uh you know i kind of see it as i you know, it's going to be four years until we have our next choice. The best we can do is wish for whoever, you know, comes out on top of this election um, to, you know, do his best and do the best for the country. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I'm going to have you scooch a little bit closer to your mic. Yeah. If you don't mind. <laughs> you don't can, mind. You can move this around. Um, but yeah. But, that, but that's interesting. I mean, I know a lot of people are, are very, uh, very partisan and you know, this is such a interesting time when we have a president who um, a lot of people are voting for who they dislike less, right. which to me is not good. Yep. I mean, we uh, we look at a lot of, and I've talked to a lot of people and said, hey, I voted for this guy because I, I, I don't like him or I don't like him. It's like, well, you should be voting for this person because this is what he's going to do or this is what he does. This is what I like about him. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, you know, mixed reasons on why people vote, but I think, you know, before this election, there was a lot of hyping up to vote. So people, 
you know, felt the need to get out there and cast their vote and, you know, take part in, you know, one of their, one of their rights and, you know, whatever, whatever the outcome is, you know, we got four years. Are we going to spend it, you know, sour Mm -hmm. or are we going to spend it, you know, looking forward and just hoping, you know, maybe, maybe the next election, if it didn't, if this one didn't go your way, you know what, maybe the next one will be. So, right. And, and like we have always, and like I say about you a lot, you're, you're very positive looking in that way. And even if who you want to win doesn't win, um, and, and I say doesn't win, um, but but it's it's I mean, it, let, let me ask you this: what what are your thoughts on uh, Trump's whole lawsuit about uh about the the fraud, the voting fraud? Yeah, so I don't know a ton about the details of it, but I understand that he thinks you know there's a lot of there's a lot of fraud going on. Whether there was or wasn't, I'm not the biggest fan of going to the Supreme Court for election results, mm-hmm. even, you know, just because I feel like that leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths of, you know, presidents running for re-election, right. taking that election to the Supreme Court, and, you know, depending on who has the majority is who gets elected. That's just my opinion. Could be totally wrong. Could be totally right. Um, but, you know, I, I again... It's four years, you know, Trump's presidency, my life did not change at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very interested in the stock market, as, you know, you, you said earlier, I'm in finance. You know, that's helped me a good amount. You know, I've made a good amount of money, mm-hmm. you know, not a great amount of money, but, you know, a decent amount of money right. over, over quarantine. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, the there, not much is going to change in the next four years either. You know, I'm still going to be in college, and mm-hmm. hopefully by the time I finish college, it'll be an election year. So, yeah, it's kind of how I see it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great – I mean, you know, we talk – and some of the uh, older generations are those who had always said, you know, um, you know, people are today are saying, well, this is the worst an election has ever gotten, and, and we're, we're doomed. And there's a lot of older generations that say, no, we're not. We're, we've been in, in worse situations. This is nothing compared to how things had been before. Um, it's literally, it, it's, it's just, it's, uh, it's two presidents who are, who were starting to argue with each other personally as yep. opposed to policy, yep. which I think we've seen. I haven't seen it necessarily in my life a whole lot, but yep. um, I, I don't think there are going to be any issues with that. But uh yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird world, but I, 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 I will say that when the election was happening, it was absolute chaos. Oh I yeah. Think. But uh, I think we've already gotten a lot better and, and simmered down quite. Yeah, a bit. I think both sides kind of see the other candidate winning as it's doomsday. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to get out of here. You know, this is this is going to be another World War Three. This is the worst thing ever. A lot of people said that in 2016. The you know outside of COVID, mm-hmm. you know, the world didn't fall apart. Right. You know, and we can all have our opinions on how COVID should have been handled. But, right. you know, in reality, those first three years, it wasn't Armageddon as people, you know, expected right. it to be, which is, you know, it's not a big deal. I don't yeah. think that'll be the way, you know, if Biden, Biden comes out on top here. Yeah, I do want to touch on that COVID. You know, one thing I do want to say is, you know, there are people saying that Trump handled it so terribly. And there are people that are saying, you know, Trump handled it so well. Really, at the end of the day, I mean, it's what, what do we have to compare it to? You know, it's it's just one of the things where it's like, uh, well, you know, it, we just kind of got to get through it, you know? Yeah, I think there's, if anyone can point out to me a decision that Trump could have made either way, not saying his was right or wrong, but if you could point out a decision you made that would have satisfied the entire United States of America, mm-hmm. 
I'd get, I'd, I'd be very impressed. But right. I feel like, you know, any way he handles it, it can, half the people are going to be mad. A lot of people are going to yep. be mad. A lot of people yep. are, you know, going to be hurt by it. So, yeah. you know, the hindsight's twenty twenty and everything. Mm-hmm. And you can say, well, you know, what if he did this? What if he did this? You know, he didn't do it. You know, or mm-hmm. he did do this. So, you know, what, 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 where do we stand now? And what are we going to do moving forward to kind of, you know, better ourselves? It's important to be critical of the president. I'll say that for, 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 for anyone. But, um, you know, again, he makes his decisions. How are we going to handle it? Right. You know, if you have a problem with it, how do you want to go about, you know, expressing that problem? If that's voting, right. it's voting. Right. You know, and I feel like a lot of people did that for this election. Right. Uh, now, what have you uh, specifically been doing to keep yourself occupied during this quarantine? I mean, I think we can all agree that it's been tough, um, you know, being sent home from college, not going to not going to school, uh, baseball being canceled, things like that. What have you been doing to kind of keep yourself positive and to keep yourself entertained? Yeah, well, for we'll touch on this later, but for, you know, reasons that we'll, you know, talk about. But um, I was already home, mm-hmm. you know, recovering. And when quarantine happened, it was actually kind of weird because my life was on pause at that moment, early 2020, and everyone else was living their lives. And then all of a sudden, everyone's lives were on pause. Mm -hmm. Everyone was living home. What I did personally was I started reading. I started, you know, doing a little bit of working out, you know, within, you know, just to keep myself, you know, healthy. You know, I wanted to clean my life up because early quarantine, I was waking up at one falling asleep at three, you know, I, I was in a bad routine mm-hmm. and I knew it wasn't good for me, mm-hmm. you know, and at that time I was a part of, you know, Bowling Green Baseball and I was talking to my coach and I, I, he was talking to everyone on the team and he basically said like, you got to get on a routine, mm-hmm. not just for, you know, performance wise, but just for everything wise. Mm-hmm. You want to be on a good routine. You don't want to get into the routine of waking up late, going to bed late, and, you know, not doing a lot of productive stuff throughout the day. So I always wanted to get productive things done throughout the day, reading books that were related to my major, related to men- mentality, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, and I've always found that g- getting that routine is so good for you. Yep. And when you get out of that routine, you are not only you're, – you're not – doing the things you want to do so for example you know when you get up you have a nice big breakfast well you get up at one you know you might think big yourself, lunch yeah exactly it's <laughs> big lunch. well but 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 seriously i mean like you know eating something different like that uh eating you know pizza for for breakfast quote unquote or lunch is, is a lot worse than getting up and having eggs or cereal yeah. or something like that you know or uh you know a lot of people like to work out in the morning well, when you get up at one it's no longer the morning yep. you know and you're, you're getting out of your routine there and then um, I had also read a couple of studies. I don't know necessarily how true this is, but I kind of, I, I, I really kind of like to keep up with that idea of having a, a rhythm for yourself is that the less sunlight you get, the more, the less of a rhythm you're in, right? Cause your circadian rhythm right. has to do right. with the sunlight. And I so wrote a paper on that, did you really? Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when, when you're, when you're not in a good rhythm and the sunlight is all screwed up, it, it jacks up your, your stress levels, your anxiety and all that. And it's just, it's important to, you know, it, I, I, during quarantine, I had always tried to get up at nine o'clock. Yep. That was my, that was my time because yep. I thought, you know, if I'm, if I'm in bed by midnight, you know, I, I play games with my friends online sure. at night. Um, if I'm up at nine and I lift or, or work out in the morning, go for a run or something, 
um, and then I'm eating at 10. You know, yep. that, that was my routine every morning. And, and I thought that was good. Yeah. I will say that I think it's important. Uh, I've, I've heard a lot of times that I think COVID really brought out the best and the worst in people. Yep. And it, it brought out what you're truly capable of. You know, when we look at athletes, we look at were you able to do things on your own? When we look at people who are unemployed, were they trying to get new jobs or were they just kind of sitting back, you know, sitting there doing nothing? Um, you know, I thought it really brought out the, 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 the truth within people. Yeah. The, uh, the kind of mentality I wanted to keep throughout all of it, which I feel like a lot of people tried to do is, you know, let's look at where we're sitting. You know, we're sitting with a lot of quarantine, a lot of time to ourselves, a lot of time to our families, or, you know, if you're stuck at school, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that, you know, what's, what's the road less traveled here? You know, what's the road that a lot of people are going to take? And what's the road that's best for me and for my, you know, everyone's story is different, of course. And I feel like the best for me was to wake up early, eat salad and, um, you know, just just get productive stuff done throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, uh, I know I uh, the Orient Chargers was a baseball team I played for when I was little and they put out a tweet very early that just said, Right now is the, is the situation to determine who you really are. Right. And it'll determine if you're truly capable of taking your pro- – I mean, this was more towards baseball, but it can really be applied to anything. Of, yeah. Are you capable of taking your own progress in your own hands, or do you rely solely on the coaches and other people yep. to do things for you? Uh, so you, you were talking about Bowling Green baseball. Let's go back to baseball. Baseball was a, a big part of your life, correct? Huge part. Yeah. Um, in high school, you went to Lake Orion High School and you played uh, You played on the varsity team three years? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For my freshman year, I was up and down, but yeah, okay. three years. So so three and a half. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, okay, because you yeah. weren't – okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you were all-state dream team. Tell me about that. Yeah, so senior year, uh, my best year, I was committed that year. Um, and that year, I was just in the best shape of my life. You know, I, I, I looked good, I felt good, and I, you know, I performed at a high level. You know, I was, you know, a top pitcher in our in our division. And I think I, I don't think I, I think I might have lost one game. But mm-hmm. I think I had you know, a, win, a winning, no doubt, a winning record with a great ERA. And paired along with that was my hitting, which was a very big step up from my junior year. And I had four home runs, hit over 400, um, had a, you know, a lot of RBIs and you know, at the end of the year, they picked the best players in the state, you know, for each division. Our high school was pretty big. So mm-hmm. division one high school, I was on that all state team for first base. And then they do a dream team, which is a collection of all the players, the best players from division one through. I don't know what it goes to to eight. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's division one and there's lower divisions depending on your school size. So then they bring together all the best players. And then I made that team as well as a first baseman okay and then i also made the all-star game as a pitcher which is kind of a you know game that they bring all the commits in michigan together for you know all around Mm -hmm. and you ended up going to bowling green and you were a pitcher beautiful and and what was that like that that first year (laughs) that well the first few months yeah yeah Yeah, the first few months i got there in august and uh you know i i started off you know not not too bad and I felt pretty good and then kind of got in my head a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, at that time, you know, I was really too worried about doing bad than focusing on just staying calm and doing good. 
you know, and then after a couple weeks, started to smooth it out, starting to, you know, Mm -hmm. play better, play at a better level. Um, And then uh, come end of fall season, it's kind of where my time ended with Bowling Green, but uh, it was so fun there. The coaches there, the the players. I mean, it's home to me, and I was only there for two months. Yeah, you know, one of my best friends that I, that I have today was, you know, at Bowling Green. I only knew him for two months. Is yeah. it the one that uh, reminds yeah, you? Yeah, remi- yeah. Yep. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the same guy. So I guess I must be your best friend as well. Yes. But uh, so uh, we'll fast forward a little bit. We'll fast forward through uh, some of the the implications that were there. But let's go back to COVID nineteen. Uh, Bowling Green was thinking of shutting down their baseball program tell me what was kind of going on there yeah so the at that time I was sure I was not going to play baseball again mm-hmm. and uh I was still planning on going to Bowling Green and I had you know the team meetings the team calls I was kind of a part of that because I still plan on being a part of the team you know manager spot mm-hmm. but um I got a text in our group me because they had a meeting that I you know, wasn't invited to, which is fine, but, (laughs) but, uh, the meet, they basically said like, you know, what's going on? Is this real? And I found out that they cut the program, you know, out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that was in an attempt to save money, save money because of COVID, COVID, you know, and you know, they, they, they cut the program. So I was, you know, really bummed for, you know, my teammates and all the guys that, you know, put a lot of time in there. So, you know, following, I, decided to leave because you know and I, it, it, what I wanted there wasn't there mm-hmm. so I dropped all my classes applied to Grand Valley got into Grand Valley and I plan on living with our friend Jake, Jake yep. tr- true critic <laughs> check out um, his podcast yep <laughs> so I you know applied there and um probably about like a month after I got accepted they brought the program back which was you know amazing and it's no surprise the alumni there are just Mm-hmm. you know top tier the, the greatest people you'll you'll, you'll ever meet mm-hmm. so i know quite a few people that come out of grand valley and they all they're they're all super fun great people i'm sorry bowling green or grand valley i'm, I'm sorry bowling green yeah. yes, yes, yes <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry uh but yeah it's uh yeah it, it, it it's uh it's unfortunate and they but they ended up not cutting it correct yep they brought it back they brought it back they uh the the alumni ended up raising enough money yep. yeah and they're they're they got a brand new head coach mm-hmm Best guy I know, best coach <laughs> I've ever played for by far. Mm-hmm. You know, amazing guy, and I'm so excited for that program. Yeah, like it, it, it is very exciting to see what they do in the spring. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Um, now when you came back from COVID, uh, I know one thing that you had started doing quite a bit as I helped out a lot was you started working for your dad's company, and that ultimately led you to starting your own company. Right. So my dad runs a caulking business, which is basically waterproofing concrete. Mm-hmm. And, um, at that time my dad was doing pretty big jobs, you know, large footage, you know, like multiple thousands of feet and we're, you know, helping him do those jobs. And then we kind of do a smaller job, probably like a three, 400 foot driveway. And then my dad just kind of planted the idea, you know, why don't you start a business and, Mm -hmm. you know, make some money with this. And Jake was also with me and he kind of said this to me and Jake as, you know, start it together. So, you know, me and Jake talked a little bit and we're like, why, why not? You know, let, 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 let's, let's give it a go. And when we started it, it was kind of just before we were about to leave for school. So we got a couple, you know, driveways in, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's very exciting to have, you know, that, you know, under our belt yep. because me and Jake, 
you know, are, are owners of a business. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Just, it's been, it, yeah, it's very, it, it's, fun. It's, it's very <laughs> fun. It's exciting. It's, it's kind of cool to say. Yeah. You know, to say, you know, yeah, I own a business. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool. You know, it's a yeah. two person business, you know, with, uh, with our favorite subcontractor, <laughs> Teddy. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's really nice to be able to, you know, say that and get work done and hopefully yeah. be able to make some money this upcoming spring and summer. I, uh, I actually just recently, uh, shut down the business that I was a part of with Kobe Manzo. Uh, yep. both of us going to two different colleges didn't make a whole lot of sense for us to stay open. Yep. I kind of want to move more towards a pre-med path while Kobe is, and Kobe's great. Absolutely oh, yeah. great at, uh, he's got tons of podcasts. I hope to have him on. Um, and he does a lot of great video work. So if you know him, trust me, ask him to do something for you. It'll be yep. way better than you had ever thought it could yep. be. Yep. Um, but yeah, we, we had just, uh, we're actually in the, we're in the dissolvement process right now. Um, and, uh, it, it's definitely sucks that it's the end of an era, but, uh, it was, it was really, really cool to, to kind of see and to kind of get used to the idea of managing and running a business. Like, yep. like same with you, it was a two man job, yep. you know, a two man company. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, but it, it is definitely, definitely a cool thing to have on your belt. Yeah. And even just doing the accounting, mm-hmm. like yeah. something that I know a lot of people hate doing, but it's kind of cool. You know, you do a job, you get paid, yeah. and you get to do the accounting for it. Yeah. You know, it's just a nice little thing. You, you you get to tell people, oh, yeah, I did some accounting this morning. One of my favorite <laughs> things was always sending out the invoices. Oh, Because our, our invoices were made so perfectly. They had our logo. It was, like, so beautifully perfect. I designed it, yeah. by the way. I'm going to take credit, not Kobe. <laughs> um, and I just, I, I always, like, and we always delivered them in the envelopes, too. Yep. Or the envelopes, as some would say. Of course. Um, and uh, it was that was when I was like, all right, we're, we're legit. Yep. We know what we're yep. doing. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, what, what are your plans? I, I, I don't know. So the thing about caulking is it's probably pretty hard to, um, do it in the winter. Yeah. So we're, there is caulk that goes down. Um, I forgot the, the name of it, but there is caulk we can use above 20 degrees Fahrenheit mm-hmm. that, and if it's below, we can't use it, but you know, it's, at this time, I'm more worried about, you know, school and yeah. just making sure because, you know, I applied very late to Grand Valley. I want to make sure I lock the grades down come spring. Then when it starts warming up, driveways start clearing, the snow's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can really, you know, get get, get ourselves going. So we're kind of on halt right now. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what, what are your plans in terms of expanding it next summer or the summer after that? or? Yeah. So I plan on you know, using you as a subcontractor. <laughs> um, I got, I've talked to a couple people, you know, from Lake Orion that, you know, have interest in, in, in help and helping us out. Cause I know Jake's plan and is in a summer league and he'll still be available, but mm-hmm. you know, I plan on keep keeping it within the same circle we're doing, just, you know, getting the name out there because <clears throat> best thing in the caulking business is uh, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And the flyers that I made right for you, right here. Oh yeah, passing out the flyers. Beautiful, handcrafted by Teddy Hirschfield. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, beautiful Josh Slayton, uh You can uh, email him at srcalkingdw at gmail Thank you very much. There's your ad. <laughs> um, how is the uh, so you're you're a finance major, correct? Yep. And that's just finance is, is the correct title. Yep. Um, how has that helped you, if it has yet, uh, in making some decisions with your business? Um, nothing yet. I think reinvestment of earnings is something that's in the near future for us because Mm -hmm. 
we are low on flyers. So, <laughs> and um, I after, got a printer. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> so when we uh, when we make enough money, we're gonna reinvest it into more tools. You know, maybe a couple hand tools like grinders and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we're gonna be able to actually, you know, support ourselves because my dad is, you know, supplying the tools and stuff, and he doesn't mind doing that. You know, I we we pay him for that stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, you know when we you know, get to that point, we can reinvest in ourselves, make our business a little bit more stable. And I think that's really important because uh, I know your dad quite well and he's, he's a very nice guy, but he is, he will not let you make a whole bunch of money off of his stuff. He, he's helping you start out. And and I think that's really important. Um, Not to mention that you, your father, your your whole family, Jake, you guys are, are very, I mean, you do a great, incredible job with the caulking. I mean, it looks beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, one thing I do want to mention, uh, when I, I have told people before that I, you know, I was, I, I do a lot of caulking and things like that. They always think, oh, you're just like in a shower or in a bathtub all day. Nope. Like, caulk, like no, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is concrete caulk. This yep. is not the same as uh, the corner of your, your tile shower or things of that nature. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's simple on the surface, but mm-hmm. it's very, very difficult to do yeah. correctly because yeah. you know small mistakes can really add up yeah and we you know my dad is very you know strict on it and um in a good way and yeah. it, oh, yeah. it's not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. in a bad way and i and i kind of want to replicate that for s Hartcock. yeah i uh i'll never forget when i work with it the first day he goes teddy uh, i don't want to be mean but i'm gonna pick on you for a second because this needs to change <laughs> <laughs> and it was a simple mistake and i yeah. don't make the mistake anymore but um, you know, like the, the thing I also want to mention is it's not as simple as throwing caulk on there and call it day. You got to grind it, you, you know, you got to cut it. So it's, it's a smooth surface yep. and the caulk will stick. You got to pack it right. So you don't yep. waste all your caulk. It doesn't all sink. Yep. Um, and then you got to, uh, uh, cut back. So, yep. so it looks nice. Yep. It's, yeah. it's, it's got to look nice. And even at that point, you know, if one of those steps is off, you're going to end up where we ended up at a Walmart um, <laughs> where there was some failed caulk that we had to remove. But And that is a pain. It's it's a pain. It, it's tough. But, uh, you know, we, we, we got to make sure we do that right so, you know, we don't get in trouble and, mm-hmm. you know, they don't bring in other people to take out the work we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but I, I know for a fact that you run your business very well. And, and I appreciate that. And I know a lot of other people will appreciate that. Yep. Um, so, but, but back to the finance. So how you said you, you read a lot of books. I, I know, like you said, the business doesn't necessarily uh, help you too much, but how do you kind of stay in a financial mindset? Yeah. So the book I read, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, recommended by my mom, kind of gives you a different viewpoint on money and kind of, you know, investing in things that put money into your bank account. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the big, you know, staples of that book is your house isn't an asset because Mm -hmm. a house takes money out of your pocket. Right. Um, but if you had a house and you rented out the house, those, those people you're renting out to giving you money, that's an asset. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, you know, focusing on that and, you know, putting your money in things that's going to give you money back. So, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously my favorite thing is the stock market, Mm -hmm. you know, over quarantine, my dad, well, for Christmas, 2019 my dad gifted me a e-trade account okay he gave me you know just enough money so i could start the account and since then we've been building it you know pretty pretty solid it's been it's been looking pretty good (laughs) so um yeah there's 
that and that's kind of like what I get most out of the book. And it's kind of how you see money, you know, and how he handles his money mm-hmm. and, you know, just kind of, you know, not being a money stickler because that's not really what he, you know, put like preaches in the book. Mm-hmm. It's not don't spend a penny for the re- like unless you absolutely have to. It's kind of, you know, you're wealthy if your assets cover your expenses and mm-hmm. then your regular income from your job you can just spend. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, you know, talks about that a lot. And, you know, I just kind of want to keep my mind open to new ideas, like starting a business, right? You know, stuff where simple, you know, simple, hard work can, you know, put some money in my pocket and, you know, help me pay for school. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I read the other day, one of the, it was, it was uh, on Twitter and it was, I don't remember who it was, but he's, the, the tweet just said the most important thing of being an adult and getting a good income is to have multiple sources of income. Yep. Things like that. You know, you can't just yep. rely. So, cause especially when something like COVID-19 hits, you know, you could be laid off. Yep. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people who have been laid off and, and nothing, you know, laid off, not as in like a, Hey, like you're the worst employee. Like we're going under because we're not making yep. any business, yep. you know? And it's, it's big programs like Bowling Green Baseball. Like they were about to, they were about to end, you yep. know, like, situations like that you know just really can hurt you and so it's important to have multiple sources of income yep and uh i just always want to keep my mind open to future uh, future things that you know can can put money into my account Mm -hmm. um now what do you plan uh on doing financial wise financial wise um through the rest of college and after college so financial wise you know in terms of investing well, that yeah. and and in terms of what do you want to do, I guess would. Be oh, right. So, yeah. um, you know, for the rest of college, I plan on you know, playing around with the stock market. You know, the money I have, the extra money. You know, seeing what I can do with it, seeing what kind of you know profits I can return, what I can learn. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, you know, because there's not a rich person who hasn't lost money. You know that <laughs> right. That, so that, and that's important. It's funny because uh, we've been playing poker quite a quite oh, a yeah. lot lately. Oh yeah. That's uh that's one of my my big things. It's like. I, I always keep telling myself after I lose money, I'm like, you know what? You, you got to lose money to make money. Yep. You are not going to win every game yep. poker. You are not going to make profit every every day in the stock market. You're going to lose money. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, try and learn learn the most I can, you know, while obviously taking classes related to it. Um, when I graduate, I obviously want to be, you know, still in that realm of investing and, you know, messing around with it. But um, what I plan on doing is, being a kind of guide for other people, mm-hmm. um, you know, helping them invest their money. My um, summer baseball coach, amazing guy. Again, like one of the best coaches I'll, I'll, I'll ever, I'll ever have. And one of the best people I'll ever meet, um, Chris Demetrol. And he, you know, he does that. He, he does that for a living. And I actually job shadowed him when I was a freshman in high school. And he, you know, taught me a lot about, it, and it's something I, you know, think is so cool because when mm-hmm. people talk about investing, I, I automatically say like, let me help. You know, I, I kind, I kind of want to help. Can, you can help me. You can help me. I would love to. You know, <laughs> so I kind of want to, you know, be in that realm of work. You mm-hmm. know, help other people. You know, help them make profits and, you know, have their money make money for them. Right, and and and, and teaching them things that they don't know. Yep. Because there's a person like me who wants to make money like everyone yeah, yeah. i have no no experience no intelligence in terms of the stock market and how yep. to make money i don't yep. and so i need someone like you yeah show you my por- portfolio I, i'd love to see the portfolio <laughs> yeah um and do you plan uh you plan on graduating from grand valley 
Yep, I plan on graduating in Grand Valley. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. You know, the the whole business and, and finance thing is something that I've always found a lot of interest in. Yep. Um, as a chemistry, biology, pre-med student, I don't really take a lot of those economics classes. Yep. I wish I kind of did because I yeah. think there's a lot to learn from them. Well, you got a friend who's doing it, so yeah, well, I, can, I can always teach you that. Like the, I the said, I'd stuff. like to see the portfolio before <laughs> we make any any uh, any changes. Yeah. Um, well, good. You know, I, like I had said uh, earlier, uh, you know, one of the things I, I really enjoy about you is your, your posit- positive look and uh, your positivity. Um, you, you said that you have a lot to say about social media in terms of uh, some of the positivity and, and, the, and the attitudes and the things about social media. Um, yeah, so sh- social media, I, you know, recently saw the documentary, The Social Dilemma, mm-hmm. you know, kind of somewhat reiterated my, my, my kind of opinion on it and how, you know, right now it just drains your time. You know, it's, it's, it's never really helping you. It's more hurting you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I delete my social media off my phone for a long time. Um, you know, download it back for, you know, if I want to post something or, right. if I, you know, we don't want to see, see a few things, but, you know, for the most part, you know, social media to me, it's just, it's a waste of my time. You yeah. know, when I go back to it, I didn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking for something and, you know, the social dilemma, you know, goes into this, you know, more in depth is you're looking for that reward system. You, you know, when you see something, when you get a like, you get a comment, you get that little, you know, hit of, was it dopamine? Some you, sort you, you of, get some, a, you yeah, get a hit of some something sort of chemical, yeah. and, and you get addicted to it. You know, there's only two things that label it's, you know, customers as users and it's cigarettes and social media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't want to be, I mean, obviously don't get me wrong. Social media has done a lot of great things for society. You know, it's brought people together. It's, it's formed relationships. It's, you know, it may, it, I feel like it's even helped, you know, people get organs, Yeah. you know, stuff yeah. like that. And, it's, it's a great thing, but at the same time, it's really, you know, draining my time, you know, looking at other people's lives. Yeah. You know, it's good to see good things that happen in other people's lives, but, you know, I'm spending, like, you know, a couple hours a day looking at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I just feel like too much time is wasted on it. I, I say this, and I don't really know how true this is. I need someone else to tell me, but I feel like I... I'm not spending as much time necessarily on social media as like Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. What I'm spending a lot of my time on is YouTube yep. because I'm just yep. I'm watching videos. That's that's my entertainment. And I don't know if that's necessarily as bad or not, but what I'm what what I find different between me and most other people is they are using the internet as a complete social social platform and a way to talk to other people. Yeah. I would still rather sit down with someone and talk face to face like we're doing right now. Yeah, I feel like the even the the era of phone calls. Yeah, is um, it, it, it is it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, no one no one calls each other on the phone uh, phone nowadays. I mean, yeah. I love phone calls. I do too. I love yeah. talking to people on the phone, but yeah. I feel like if I want if I want to get a hold of you, I would text you or call you. But you know, other times I could Snapchat you. Right. You know, not that I don't think Snapchat's as bad because you're really talking to people. Right, right. And social media, you're just kind of like generally looking at, you know, posts and other people. You're indirectly talking to people. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. And, and I think it's, it's, it's social media, I think was a big, big deal with the whole Black Lives Matter movement of, oh yeah, 
you know, there were some people who I know for a fact were putting things on social media that they would never say in person. Right. Because I had asked them. Like, there are yeah. people I saw, and I just kind of like, I was, I was just, I, I'm kind of a jerk for doing this, but I was just like, there are people who are saying things, and I just kind of hinted at it, like, in person, like, are you going to say it like this? And they wouldn't. Because yeah. they don't have that screen to protect them. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of people do on social media and on their phones is they're using that as a barrier to say what they want, but to not get any type of feedback. Yeah. Right? It's, it, it, yeah. yeah. It's easy to portray your life far from what it actually is. Yes. You know, if I post a hundred posts with you saying, you know, you're my best friend, freaking, I, I love you, dude. You're, you're my best friend, your best friend in the world. Everyone's going to think we're the best friends in the world. But in reality, we could hate I, each other. I could just be doing that just to let people know I have a best friend that I really like Yeah. and no one really knows how lonely I am. Yeah. You it's, know, it, it means complete. It's, it, it's, it is completely used to, I think it's like you said, like when, when someone likes the fact that you have a best friend, like someone likes that post, there's the, there's the endorphin or yeah. the, the dopamine or whatever it was. It's, um, it's It's addicting it's addicting it it is nice to post something really cool and and Mm -hmm. get likes on it yeah you know and 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 get support and get people telling you like this this is an awesome post yeah and you know who doesn't love that feeling yeah but you know i i I like i like to be you know pretty transparent on my social media as you saw with my last post Mm -hmm. you know I, i i'm pretty honest about what's going on right and i you know i keep it short i'm not you know trying to get people to feel bad for me but you know i'm 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 really trying to you know be honest with people yeah you know and like and with the election too i mean like people are just saying so many things it's like you know you, you wouldn't you would not call my party the, the the side that i affiliate with you would not call me these names to my face yeah but the fact that you're on facebook now you can now you can say whatever you want yeah there, there, there's yeah. no there's no um repercussions yeah you know and it's kind of i i you know I'm, I'm in ethics right now it's a class that i'm taking at grand valley it's talking about, you know, if I said that to your face, there's a chance you might punch me. Yeah. You know, and then it would show me that I shouldn't say those things. Right. You know, or at least I shouldn't say them to you. In social media, you can say it and no, yeah. and no one's no one's really going to, you know, say anything back. You know, yeah. there might be a comment back, but it's not going to hurt your feelings. You know, you're not, you know, physically taking any, you're not, you're not seeing their face. You're not seeing their reaction. You're not feeling bad for what you said. Mm-hmm. You're just, you know, kind of saying it and, you know, not, not really yeah. caring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I mean, I mean, I, I, I go on Twitter and Facebook and everything is just politics right yeah, it's, now. It's, it's like, it's like, what happened to, you know, sharing pictures of how great your kids were? Yeah. What happened to, what happened to, you know, walking in the kitchen and I hear my mom just say, no one cares about your kids. Like, that's all you post. <laughs> like, now it's like, well, no one cares about your political views. Yeah. It, 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 I, I miss, like, one of the best parts of social media is it's just funny. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. And yeah. now it's just, you it's know, so serious. It, it, it's either my way or the highway, you know, kind of posts. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just tough to see because, you know, I'm just there to, you know, get a good laugh in. But at the same time, I'm, you know, just seeing all these things, and it's just kind of infuriating me. Either yeah. way, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. either side, you know, both even if, sides. Even if it's a hundred percent against me or with me, I'm like, you know, this this has no place on here. Exactly. This isn't going to change anything. I don't care what side. You would yeah. never say this to the person on the other side. Exactly. You never would. Yeah. You. I know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're in my family. I know you well. You would never put this. Yeah. You never say this to a person. It's yeah. Just, I know. I like what you said. It's a different reality. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I like that a lot. It's, it's, 
it's tough. It really is. I mean, there. I, I mean, that's, that's that's why I hate using it. Yeah. And every time I use it, I want I hate it more. Yeah. Because it's never helping me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never helping me become a better person. It's just kind of, you know, living like what I love to do. Because when I was a kid, like you know, middle school, I love I love Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was the best. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was the best. Yeah. You know, there's memes. That's and memes I was everywhere. Say, I know you're and a there's meme funny guy. videos, and there wasn't a lick of political, yeah. you know, stuff on there. So it was nice. When I was uh, when I first got my Instagram, I was probably uh, twelve, maybe. I just loaded it up four memes a day, like just nonstop. And then, I you know, then I hit that phase of like, all right, seriously, this is who I am, the meme kid. <laughs> and now I'm like, I, I wish, dude, I wish I could post those memes back, and people would like them. And you know, there's the you know, yeah. But uh, I, I, me and you, I, I know are definitely sucker for just those stupid pictures that just oh my make gosh. you laugh. That 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 dumb humor is the best. It's humor. awesome. It's awesome. That's I mean, I mean now you can't even fi- like now half the memes you find are about Biden or Trump. It's yeah. it's, it's it's taken and, and not to mention I don't want to get too in depth because I really will get infuriated about this. But <laughs> the the media of CNN, Fox, Washington Post the worst it's the worst they it is the same exact story like yeah what was the um it was when trump first filed um his law his first lawsuit fox put out this this thing about uh you know uh, president trump swears there's fraud he will become next president yeah and then cnn puts one out that says like something uh they called him a dictator in the beginning of the of the article or what he was trying to be but it's a you know president trump cries or something like that. i mean it's yeah. so divided just in that yeah and and i found i i have found the further you read it's all for the clickbait right it's yep. all they want you, oh yeah as soon as you oh, click yeah. on the story they have made their money yep but uh i have found because i i try and read all you know like i said i i i don't just read the one side i affiliate with i read fox cnn yep. washington post uh new york times i try and read all of it um and get the same view and i've found that the deeper you read into an article the the more similar the stories become yep the problem is most people don't read past the first paragraph yep or even the headline yep the uh the paper well in my ethics class i kind of mentioned before they they, he's kind of my professor's kind of showing the um there was a group of people that you know heavily consume social media you know they did two groups conservatives liberals exposed them to the other side and it showed that conservatives more than liberals you know they got more extreme in their views mm-hmm. so they're seeing the other side yeah. constantly and they're becoming like further further yeah. right for conservatives it wasn't that much for the liberals mm-hmm. but for the conservatives they kind of clung on to their beliefs a little bit more yeah you know so it, it was kind of it's kind of interesting to see you know the the kind of you know daily me yeah which is just seeing stuff that reassures you mm-hmm you know, you're seeing the other side, but it's stuff you hate. Yeah. And but when you see stuff you your own, it's just kind of reassuring. You see stuff you like, mm-hmm. and you say, "Oh, this is all over social media." You know, all all my stuff, all my beliefs are all what I'm seeing. You're right. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know, dude. The <laughs> social media. I mean, I mean, I remember you when I originally called you and said, "Hey, I want you on my podcast." You said, "I'd love to talk about social media," and I'm really glad we did. <laughs> me too because that i mean that's just one thing that i that's one of those things where it's like i want to talk about it it's probably not going to change anything yeah. but i want to talk about it yeah because it's just it's something i have to complain about yeah uh same thing with politics of like uh 
you know, I, I say this all the time because when someone bothers me, I get pretty upset. Yep. Right. Um, the thing about politics is you can argue and argue and argue. You're never going to change your views. Yep. You're never. Yep. I don't care what you, I don't care if you tell me the most logical thing against the president I am voting on the side I'm on. Yep. I will not change my opinion. I yeah. will. I won't. Yeah. It, 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 I think, honestly, for opinion change, you need people who agree with each other to kind of, you know, ask that question. Like, well, what about this? Right. You know, and and I love playing devil's advocate in a lot of arguments. You know, mm-hmm. so does my dad. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it, it is interesting when you're in the debate about, you know, something political related or anything related, you know, being that you know, other side, just being, well, what about this? What about this? Explain this. Yeah. You know, and I've had, you know, a lot of conversations about it and I, you know, I, I I do like to think I'm pretty open to new ideas and I Mm -hmm. think there's, you know, never always a truly right answer. Right. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I, I like to, you know, believe what I believe. And if you're, again, a lot of discussions and, debates about this kind of turned into screaming matches you know who can talk louder who can <laughs> who can you know. bring in the most evidence but yeah yeah you know either way it's you're I like mean, oh where'd you get that yeah you exactly know? yeah you're, you're you're gonna look at it, you know someone's gonna say oh you got that on fox oh you got that on cnn <laughs> no okay so it's not true well, yeah okay, so well. it, it, it's stuff like that that's just you know kind of kind of tough but i like to you know think i'm yeah know, pretty pretty open to my views yeah and and I really admire your views, especially you know, we talked about earlier. We're going to get to the, the moment here, the touching moment of oh, yeah. what uh, has been such a life changing experience. And what I have noticed from you is I I don't want to say I've been next to you the whole way, but I had seen the issue happen. And yep. I want to say that you are a different person, but you don't show it. Yep. And I think that's awesome. Yep. Um, I'll get back to that in a second. Let's start. Tell, tell us the story from the very beginning, very beginning. Heart surgery story? Yes. Okay, so, um, you know, we're talking mid to late 2019, around August. I uh, started to get a few migraines. You know, I went to see a doctor, you know, soon to go to Bowling Green. Um, and I was excited, but I was kind of confused on these migraines because I hadn't had one in a while. You know, I do chronically suffer from my- migraines. You know, I do have a lot. But um, this was kind of unusual. These were kind of different. Mm-hmm. Saw a doctor, ordered an MRI. I got the MRI in Bowling Green a couple of weeks later. And they kind of said I had a sinus infection, which wasn't technically wrong. But it didn't really um, show the real problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of fast forward, my condition gets a little bit worse. I kind of start sweating, you know, at night. Um, threw up a couple times. You know, my my I was cutting weight a bunch. You know, I, I was losing a ton of weight. And, you know, I'm usually in the one low 170s. I was in, you know, mid to low 160s. And I was, you know, for baseball, you really want to be at a, you know, heavy weight so you can throw hard. You mm-hmm. know, mass equals gas. So I was really pounding food. So I never really noticed how much weight I was losing because I was eating so much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, fast forward from August to about, you know, mid to late October. And it's, it, it's, it's my conditions just terrible you know i'm getting you know fevers all over the place you know i i'm having you know i I forgot what they're called like a sleep paralysis i was having a lot of that okay you know just dreams where i it it was unreal and um you know at some point sunday after i just got back from home you know i visited home because i seriously was just 
feeling so crappy. Um, I my mom sent me back with a thermometer, which was the smartest thing she we, we <laughs> we've ever done. Because Sunday night after I got back, I got really sick again. Checked my temperatures, you know, I was at 105. So I, you know, went to the hospital, got a few tests done. They sent me back. Um, and then the next morning called me in and, um, I had no idea what this was Mm -hmm. to my knowledge. It was pneumonia. Mm -hmm. That was kind of like what they were guessing. Um, but I was there and that, you know, it's pretty quiet. It just doesn't seem right. And doctor comes in a little more serious doctor than you were kind of expecting. Mm -hmm. He's got a really serious look on his face and he kind of says, you know, you got something wrong with your heart and uh, we can't really do it here. So we're going to need to bring you to, you know, a different hospital. So my mom recommended Royal Oak Beaumont, which is incredible hospital for cardiac care. Mm -hmm. So I get transported there by ambulance, which it wasn't a blaring ambulance. It was kind of like a subtle ambulance. Mm -hmm. So, but, but from Bowling Green, I mean, that's from Bowling Green is the most boring drive I've ever had. (laughs) So, and I, I, I could barely even reach my phone. And I, I, I was feeling terrible and I couldn't sleep. So I, I, and at this point, you know, I couldn't take deep breaths in. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, walk without my head pounding. My pulse was beating out of my neck. You know, it, it was just terrible, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I get to Royal Oak Beaumont. You know, I, I see a few doctors. They're kind of talking about dropping a camera in, seeing what's going on. And um, that morning when I'm supposed to get the camera dropped in, you know, two big time doctors walk in and they're kind of like, we don't, we don't need to do that. You know, you need to go into surgery now, you know, hearing that initially just kind of sent me into tears, you know, just kind of, you know, seeing what the heck just happened last week. I was playing baseball mm-hmm. last, last week we were in the Brown and orange world series and we just won it, yeah. you know, but now I'm, I'm in a hospital bed about to have my, about to have open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. So I said I had to make a decision because there was a valve replacement, you know, mechanical or pig valve. Mechanical one lasts forever, but it sacrificed my baseball career. You know, pig valve, I could play baseball, but I would have to get another surgery in about seven to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Being 19, it's not the most appealing thing. Right. And to feel how much pain I was in, the amount of suffering I had to go through, mm-hmm. you know, to seeing what it did to my parents. Yeah. You know, and the amount the amount of thoughts I had of, you know, losing everything. It wasn't even a very long decision. I picked the mechanical valve, no doubt. So I went into surgery. I was getting wheeled in. I mean, you know, I'm not I don't want to downplay this here, but I was bawling my eyes out. Yeah. You know, this was a this was a tough time. Yeah. You know, you this was a situation where, you know, I obviously don't know if I'm surviving this. Mm-hmm. I don't know the kind of condition I'm in and neither do the doctors because they saw enough damage. They don't know how much, you know, damage was done. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more than they actually expected, but, um, surgery went well. I thought <laughs> get to that in a minute. Um, surgery, no, but surgery did go well. Yeah. They got the valve replaced. They replaced a, a patch of damaged heart tissue, um, with a vein from my leg. Um, but I ended up finding out that I had, endocarditis which is a pretty rarer form of heart disease that you get from a root canal or or dental work so i had a root canal early in 2019 and i took antibiotics specifically so i wouldn't get an infection they just didn't work and i had heart disease for about seven months which is (laughs) 
it's a it, while. It, yeah. it, it's it's a long time. So a lot of damage was done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so at that point I was still, you know, really sick, you know, started the long recovery process from just, you know, trying to be able to walk, mm-hmm. you know, e- e- not even walking, just keeping my balance standing up. Yeah. You know, I was, you know, I, I briefly remember the first few weeks just cause I was on a lot of medication. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. <laughs> so, you know, that, that whole first few weeks was kind of tough. I was in the hospital for, I think, t- 21 days, Yeah, you know, recovering. And usually a valve replacement, it's like a week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I end up recovering pretty good. You know, this happened on October 30th. And about, you know, a couple months in, I'm feeling good. And, you know, my, my symptoms are gone. You know, the pounding head, the you know, pulse being out of my neck, all that's gone. Um, and I didn't realize, but that patch I mentioned earlier that they put in, um, to cover, you know, damaged heart tissue actually separated. Mm -hmm. So a clot of blood, uh, an aneurysm, pseudo aneurysm developed and it was sitting on top of my heart. And about January, I was getting ready to go back to Bowling Green and you know start doing school because you know i had i had to miss the whole semester you know lost a lot of money mm-hmm. lame <laughs> um so i getting ready to go back to bowling green and you know i get a call from the doctor he's like hey you know what let's do this test stress test you're running on a treadmill and we'll see um we'll see what develops yeah and i was like okay um no problem and at that time i felt like i was in decent shape you know, not the best shape, you know, I just had open heart surgery, but I do the test and the, uh, the doctor calls me again. He's like, yeah, there's there's, something's just not right here. Can you get a CT scan? I was like, yeah, I can get a CT scan. So I got a CT scan and then I get a call from him and basically says there's another problem and you need another open heart surgery. And he referred me to probably one of the best surgeons in the nation, which is Dr. Patel out of uh, U of M. And, um, the, the, it was just tough, yeah. you know, getting that news. Cause he called my mom initially and my mom po- called me into the room and put him on speaker. Mm-hmm. Right. When I heard that, I just left, Yeah, you know, I didn't really care about the rest of the call. Why would I? Because I'm going in for the second heart surgery, no doubt. Um, and that was just to cut out the aneurysm, replace it. Mm-hmm. So not a high risk surgery, but anytime, you know, you're going into open heart surgery, it's kind of the the worst feeling in the world, yeah, especially after what you had just been through. I mean, yeah. it's not so, yeah. you know, and, and it's a situation where you got to say your goodbyes. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to not say goodbye to anyone. You know, you you want to let the people, you know, that are pretty close to you, that have been pretty close to you throughout all this. know. you want to let them know you're, you're going in for a second one. Yeah. And at this time I was pretty quiet about my open heart surgeries because I didn't really want all the noise. Mm hmm. You know, the, that whole situation was just kind of tough to deal with for me mentally. Mm-hmm. And, um, so going in for a, a second open heart surgery, it was just, you know, it's just tough to comprehend, especially at 19 years old. It wasn't even two months out of my first open heart surgery that I had to go in again. So January 20th, going for second open heart surgery goes well, I'm pretty sure <laughs> because I'm, yeah, I'm still here. Um, but at that time, my baseball career was absolutely over, no doubt. Um, but the one thing that kind of, you know, really changed my mentality, and I don't know if I told you about this, I might have, um, 
but the real like aha moment that just totally changed me was um this uh story i heard of a kid about my age he's friends with dylan cade mm-hmm. um crossfitter um he was um about my age i think i, I think he um, he passed away from open heart surgery and it was around the same time i had my first one mm-hmm. and hearing that you know shook me yeah it shook me mm-hmm. because i was I, I i i couldn't believe it yeah you know we're the, like we're about the same age and you know god bless his soul you know because we me and him were basically in the same shoes mm-hmm. you know so hearing that i was thinking you know i can't feel sorry for myself you know it's just it's just not worth it mm-hmm. i can't be wishing other things could happen because they won't. Mm-hmm. I can't wish that I didn't have open heart surgery because I did. Mm-hmm. And you know, if that kid, that kid would probably give everything just to see his mom one more time or mm-hmm. see his dad one more time, see his family. Mm-hmm. So what do I have to complain about? Right. You know, and you know, I, I I've adopted that ever since. You know, there's times where I'm, you know, bumming and I'm like, dude, what the heck just happened, dude? Last year I was playing baseball and I'm, you know, having the best time of my life and now. I'm, you know, I'm, I had two open heart surgeries and I'm, I, I can't do anything now. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I think, dude, I could have had a pacemaker. Yeah. I could have lost an arm. I could have lost a leg. Yeah. Could have lost my life. Mm-hmm. What am I really complaining about here? I'm being nitpicky. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I just, you know, this whole thing has been tough. It's been more tough mentally than physically because physical pain usually goes away. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times where I get symptoms and it kind of worries me, but, you know, mental pain sticks around for a while, but it's not that bad when you're, you know, more grateful than you are, you know, pitying yourself. Mm-hmm. And what's also good is I had a lot of great people around me. You know, I had Jake, I had you, I had people that they weren't treating me like a fragile piece of glass. Right. You know, they weren't treating me like, you know, this some helpless kid who just had open heart surgery just treating me like Josh, mm-hmm. you know, and honestly, you know, that mean, meant more than, you know, a lot of th- like, like that meant more mm-hmm. because, you know, you guys were just treating me reg- like regular. You didn't have to think about it. Right. But me thinking, you know, I'm, you know, so weak and you're just treating me normal. It's, it, it is, you know, really helpful. So I had a lot of people helping me and it's it's been a long road. It's definitely not over yet. But, you know, I definitely couldn't be in a better position now. I'm healthy. Yeah. I'm feeling better than I ever did when I had heart disease. You know, I can still do the things I want to do with, you know, light restrictions, but you know, it's better to be able to breathe air. Yeah. You know? So that, I mean, that I've heard that story a couple of times and I'm still crushed over it. But the, the fact that you are as positive as you are, and like you had just said, you know, what, what, what do you have to be, you know, what do you have to be upset about? Nothing. Nothing is amazing to me that you have that mentality. That's awesome. And it's honestly, it's just made me a better person. You know, I'm a, I'm a believer in God and I don't think, I don't believe things happen to you. I think things happen for you. Mm -hmm. What's God trying to teach me here? Yeah. What, what, what's my big takeaway? Yeah. You know, and I felt like my big takeaway was before I was kind of a, you know, a lukewarm Christian, Mm -hmm. you know, but now I'm, you know, active in my faith. Yeah. You know, I'm always thinking about, I'm not being a Christian just on Sunday. I'm being a Christian Sunday through Sunday. Yeah. You know, so like stuff like that is kind of, you know, why did this happen for me? Mm -hmm. 
not, oh my gosh, why'd you do this to me? What's go what's going on? What 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 did I do? You know, I didn't do anything wrong. That's just selfish. Yeah. Bad things happen to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, I don't I you know, don't get me wrong, this sucked. Mm-hmm. But it could have been worse. Yeah. It could have been better, but it could have been worse. Right. You know, given my circumstances, I think I got the best case scenario. I didn't get a pacemaker. I didn't lose an arm or a leg. I didn't lose I didn't lose anything. I didn't lose sight. You know, I, I didn't die. There's nothing to be there's nothing to be sad about or angry about. There's, if anything, there's more to be grateful for. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of good that came out of this and you know, I've you know, stopped you know, trying to please everyone. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, keep people around who really want to be around. Yeah. You know, before, you know, I like, you know, I, you know, talk to a lot of people, but, you know, now I just kind of, you know, that, that, that circles is kind of closed it's a little small. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's for the, it's for the OG. It's for the people that, you know, don't mind sticking around. Yeah. You know, and not to say that the people I stopped talking to were bad, but I just really like hanging around you and Jake. Yeah. You know? And I like talking to the people that I talk to. Yeah. So because they they want to talk to you as well. They want to talk to me. They want to talk to me because I'm Josh, and they're not you know gonna treat me like some kid who had heart surgery. Yeah. You know, because I because I've gotten that treatment. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks. It's it's terrible, and you know I, I I hate it. Yeah. It's the worst because there's nothing you can do. There's nothing I can do about it. Right. You know I can't st- I can't change yeah. the way they think. I can't really that, like call yeah. them out on it. That feeling, yeah, of like it, you know, there's nothing I can do is. You poor little kid. No. Yeah. <laughs> Like that stuff is just that's that's what makes me mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No. I. I mean, and I know people who have gone through a lot of things like this, and it's all you know, all poor me. And, and there was a, um, a sh- uh, Coach Ram with the Lake Orion. One of his sayings that he had always told me. And I don't know, you know, how much he said to the whole team, but it was enough with the poor me's. Yeah. Yep. Can't change what happened. You can only change what's coming. Yep. And even then, you still can't change it. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. That, that is completely awesome. And I, uh, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Kevin Hart. He recently uh, had an injury, and what he said was, you know, he kind of said the same thing. He's like, I think this was someone, you know, I don't know necessarily how religious he was, but he was basically saying, "There's something I need to learn from this." And a, a quote that he says which is a, it's a weird quote, but I really enjoy it was he says, you know, after his, uh, after his, uh, injury and he got out of the hospital, um, and he said, I went to the bathroom for the first time. He says, not being able to wipe my ass changed everything because it's something so simple like that, that he just took for granted. Yep. And that's something that like blows me away. Yeah. And that's something I know that you now understand. Is oh, it, yeah. And that's and what's what's unfortunate is for a lot of people who don't go through it, it's hard to understand that. Yeah, you, you, you can't pull the blinds on everyone. Everyone, right. I don't think everyone really gets that moment. Yeah. But, you know, my, you know, Kevin Hart moment was not being able to shower. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> my first shower two weeks later smelled terrible. And I had to sit down and have my mom and a nurse wash me. Yeah. You know, and I was, you know, I was completely naked yeah. and I, my legs were shrunken. My, my, my chest was sunk. I, my, I had a hunch. I couldn't sit back because it hurt too bad. Yeah. I had to look for the first time at my scar. Yeah. You know, and there was a, there was a patch over it. I first took it off and I, yeah, I almost threw up. Yeah. It, 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 it was terrible. Yeah. And I, 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 that entire time I'm thinking, sitting like, why is, what, 
what happened to me, dude? Yeah. You know, and the water, I couldn't, I could barely change the water because the water was either su- like scalding hot or super cold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're taking a shower and the walling's super hot, you just move. Yeah. I couldn't move. Yeah. I had to sit there and like adjust it a little bit and just take it yeah. because I couldn't jolt. I couldn't make any big moves. I couldn't even put my arms above my head. Yeah. I, I couldn't even do that. Yeah. And just that small, I couldn't open a fridge. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to. I could. I wasn't allowed to. Yeah. You know, and, and just that small stuff, you're just like, man, dude, I would kill to get a full drink of water. Yeah. I could only sip water, like minuscule amounts of water. I would kill to have a nice cold glass of water. And then after I was able to have a cold glass of water, it was, I would kill to be able to, uh, run, mm-hmm. to jog, yeah, to 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 do something small, to have that small tiny wish. When people ask you what do you wish right now, and it's like to run, yeah, or it's to drink water, mm-hmm. or it's you know to have people not treat me like you know some helpless kid. Mm-hmm. You know it really. <laughs> You know, yeah. it, it it really humbles you. And, yeah. and, and I, I can't really make a lot of people understand that. Yeah. You know, because you, you not to say everyone has to experience it, but I think the best way to experience or to even, you know, get in that mindset. Is to have it taken away from you. Something have, as simple Have it taken as, away yeah. from you. And, you know, one thing I think is important for people is to get emotional about the things you care about. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in, in that hospital bed and you know your life is on the line and think about what you're thinking of first. Yeah. What are you thinking of first? Are you thinking of sports? Are you thinking of video games? Are you thinking of your family? Are you thinking of, you know, God? Are you think what 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 do you think of first? What's the most important to you? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to protect that? Yeah. How are you going to protect that? Yeah. You know, because honestly, there's always someone out there who has it worse than you. Yeah. That's that's a great way to look at it. Yep. That's a- that is a beautiful way to look at it. I, I have heard that about the other way of there's always someone out there who's going to be better than you, who's going to be richer than you, who's yep. going to be smarter than you. So don't, you know, don't try, you know, just be okay with who you are. And that's a great way to look at it from the other way of someone has it worse. Yep. Man, dude. Dude, you, you, you know, a lot of people say you only live once. Yeah. You only die once. Yeah. So make the most. Yeah. You're stuck in one body. You're stuck in one mind. There's going to be bad times, no doubt. But the best thing you can do is be as positive as possible because people love that. Yeah. Because there's always good in situations. You know? Yeah. You can think you can think of the darkest times of heart surgery. There was something small that was kind of good. Mm-hmm. There's always something good to take to take out of things. Yeah. You know? it's it, it can be a lesson learned. It can be, you know an outcome it can be anything but there's there's always something mm-hmm. you just gotta be in the mindset to see it yeah and you know i i, you know, I have a lot of people that i tell the story because you know it's kind of hard to see people and you know the whole past whole year was kind of on pause for me and it's kind of hard to see people and they're like oh what are you doing and you kind of have to tell them mm-hmm. there are times where i did kind of like you know kind of downplay it but um, you know, you have to tell people and I, I like to keep it as simple as possible. And, you know, initial reactions like, man, you're a beast other than like, oh, I'm so sorry, dude. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, man. You didn't deserve that. Yeah. No one deserves it. 
Right. The worst person in the world doesn't deserve it. Yeah. People don't deserve bad things. Right. Simple, you know? So, you know, you, you really start to see a lot of people, you know, not for like kind of for who they are, but, you know, you really see who you just want to be around. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it, it puts it puts a different perspective on how you see things. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Wow. Beast. <laughs> Beast. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to say, but oh, uh, you know, but um, you, we we look at you know being positive and things are gonna get better. Yep. What'd you do yesterday? Went for a run. Yeah. So yeah, yesterday, I'll keep this story shorter, <laughs> but I was bored and I wanted to go eat something, and Jake, our friend always told me when he said he was hungry, his mom would say, are you bored or are you actually, or are you actually hungry? Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, I'm actually bored. So I just went outside and tried to run my best mile. Yeah. Because I can. You can now. I can. Yeah. Because I want to see how good of a mile I can get. Yeah. And that's like the beauty of it. Yeah. That's the, I, I can do that. The smile on your face right now is unbelievable. <laughs> just putting that out there. It wasn't a good time, but. <laughs> no, I, but, but, but like, I mean, you like, and just the simple thing of you can open a fridge now. You oh can drink gosh. some water. Yeah. You can probably shower by yourself. Yep. It, it's, it, I, I understand it's weird to kind of look at it that way, but really taking those simple things of showering, drinking water, cleaning yourself up after you use the bathroom, or just going for a simple run, things like that, it's truly unbelievable. And it's a it's an experience that I try to... I don't want to say I try and put myself in that position, but I try and understand the fact that I, I have it great. Yeah. I There's always something worse that can be going on, and I always try and make the best of it. Yeah. the uh, when, I'm at, when I'm at Grand Valley, I run a lot. There was a time I was running at night, and stars were out. It was not like a nice weather. I had my gloves on. I had you know a nice running outfit on, and I was running. I'm like, dude, this is what the – the heart surgery Josh wanted, mm -hmm. you know, I'm living that dream. Yeah. And this is like the best. Yeah. There's like a light breeze. I'm, I'm running to go do some core and then I'm going to run back. Like what's better than this right now. I'm by, I'm, I'm by myself with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm just enjoying, yeah. I'm enjoying being alive. Yeah. You know, and that's like, and I know it, like five years from now, I'm going to wish I was back running at Grand Valley. Yeah. Or 10 years from now, I'm going to wish that I was back doing a podcast with Teddy because those, <laughs> those are the good old days. Right. You know, like Andy says at and, the end of, and, the, office, at the, end yep. of the office, how do you know when, how I, is there I, a way I, to know you're in the good old days? I, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. And it's the best. It, it, yeah. it, it's, it's really just awesome to just and, do things and, you know, not be able to live in a box. Yeah. It's, it's the simple, I've always, uh, I, I, I've always kind of, I don't want to say live my life, but I've always heard this quote that i really enjoy and it's appreciate the simple things running, yeah right yeah i mean that's i hate running more than anyone but there's something peaceful about it oh there's yeah something peaceful you know my mind goes back and forth between i really enjoy this too okay when are we done yeah but if you're just going out for a leisure run like nothing beats it nothing it's, nothing it's, beats it yeah or just you get that runner's high yeah it's or the just, best uh my friends and i went camping uh right before i went to college and we were just sitting on the beach all day Looking out on Lake Michigan. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. One of the best days of my life. 
it, it, it's the simple things like that and just being around who you want to be around doing the things you love and uh being you being you being you and like even like this has taught me a huge amount of respect for the healthcare industry mm-hmm. i don't know why that popped into my head but like small <laughs> you were talking about small things and like the nurses are just incredible the best people yeah you cannot they're just so nice mm-hmm. all the time like i smelled bad teddy yeah oh yeah i smelled bad <laughs> and i would say i would apologize every time they got close and i knew it was bad mm-hmm. they'd be like you haven't smelled bad <laughs> you don't you don't know what bad smells are like come yeah. on those people are just ruthless they're they're warriors and they think of how much crap they take they 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 yeah. get they get a ton and and you got to think like I'm in the cardiac ICU for older people because I was over 18, so I wasn't in the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably hate to see me. Yeah. They hate to see a 19-year-old in there, but it's probably kind of cool to see. You probably had the most life out of anyone there. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, probably. But, you know, like, you know, stuff like that, they're just they're just awesome. Yeah. You know, and th- th- there's there's great yeah, I collection mean, of that's a, That's a good point, though. I mean, they, they take crap. I mean, people are not feeling good. They take crap from them. You know, in high stress situations, doctors are probably starting to yell. I mean, not out of, yep. you know, anger, you know, not trying to be mean, yep. but just, you know, they, they take a lot and they really are what makes a hospital a hospital. I know. And they are the reason why patients come out. Yeah. You know, everyone gets a, oh, my doctor said this. It's, well, the nurses pro- probably did it. Yeah. They're, this is coming from someone who wants to be a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> there, there's people I know that you can just tell, like, if they say, like, I want to be a nurse, you can just tell if they have that nurse personality and they usually do they usually do every time <laughs> yeah um so but now uh so after that happened um you uh you went back to bowling green for a little bit and uh when when bowling green decided that or at first said that they're going to shut down you went to grand valley yep and you're with uh you're with jake there and you're with yep. some other friends there um and then uh, you just kind of decided to stay there yeah i'm gonna I'm going to stay there. Yeah. I don't plan on going back to Bowling Green because even though I did have a pretty solid academic scholarship, it just is, is too much for out of state. Yeah. Um, Grand Valley, I, you know, I find the classes pretty easy there, Yeah. you know, or at least the, the work's pretty easy for me. So the guys I'm living with are the best, you know, mm-hmm. Jake, Nate, Zach, I met Nate at the all-star game, you know, that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it was a good time. You know, I got to know who he was and now I'm living with him, but uh zach other roommate from indiana great guy love love living with that guy he's he's funny so um yeah i i really enjoy the position i'm in and hopefully i can have some in-person classes that'd be kind of cool well i'm really excited to see what uh what ends up coming about and what you uh hopefully you know i think that the the experience you had is is a reason as to why you want to help people with your career and you're just a positive guy, dude. If anyone, if anyone listening ever just sees Josh, just give him a high five, or or you know what, or call him a name. That'll actually make him more happy. Call him a, a jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Insult me. Yeah. No, you'll like it. You know. <laughs> Should I drop uh, my phone number for people who want a good laugh? <laughs> he's he's definitely got the whole meme database. The. I am loaded. Yeah. I am loaded with good laughs. I thought I was, but uh. You know what? You have good. I memes. have some good. You memes. have good. Memes. Thank you. I appreciate. I'll it. say it. That's yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm really excited to see 
how things are going to end up. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on today. Teddy, thank you for having me, my friend. It was a great start to the podcast, and uh, I hope to have you on soon. Hopefully. Thanks for listening to Talking with Ted. I could not have done it without my guest today, Josh Slayton. Special thanks to him and hope to have him on again soon. Stay tuned for a new Talking with Ted coming in the next few weeks, and we'll see you next time.